0: friends. Welcome to the first episode of the Big Double A Book Club, hosted by Anna Lundy Cook and brought to you by Wheel Law and Big Springs Place. Join me today as we read A Telltale Heart, written by Edgar Allan Poe, the king of spooky poetry himself. Cozy up with a hot coffee and a fuzzy blanket on this cool fall morning, and let's analyze this literature together. Well, what are we waiting for? The Big Double A Book Club begins now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Big Double A Book Club. I am so excited to have you guys here. So, um, we're going to start with a quick um, reading of Telltale Heart. But first, I think let's get to know each other just a bit. Um, So my name is Anna Lindy Cook, as you've probably already gathered. Um, I graduated in 2020 from Shorter University with a Bachelor of Arts in English and a minor in dance. So literature is kind of one of my one of my things, one of my favorite things. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm very blessed to be able to um, to have this show and, and, and to be able to to kind of share this passion. Um, so let's begin. Um, so let's begin with a with a reading of the Telltale Heart. I'll give you guys a second to um, find it online or in a book if you are going to follow along with me today. Um, In the future, um, I hope to kind of do chapter by chapter readings, um, of books and every fourth Friday or really random Fridays, maybe even, um, we'll have some speakers on, already have a few next Friday. I'm going to have my, my mom, Missy Lundy, which many of you know, (laughs) I'm going to have her on and we're going to talk about the importance of oral literature and, um, or oral storytelling. and we're going to talk about some Cedar Town legends, like some spooky uh, Cedar Town legends, because it is spooky season. Halloween is on its way. So um, I'm very excited about that. We're going to be talking about Soap Sally. We're going to talk about some others that some of you may or may not have heard. Um, all right. So if you're with me, just follow along. So, true, nervous, very, very dreadfully nervous. I have been and am. But why tell you? but why will you say that I am mad? The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not told them. Above all was the sense of hearing acute. I've heard all things in the heaven and in the earth. I heard many things down there. How then am I mad? Hearken and observe how healthily, how calmly I can tell you the whole story. It is impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain. But once conceived, it haunted me day and night. Object, there was none. Passion, there was none. I loved the old man. He had never wronged me. He had never given me insult. For his gold, I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. One of his eyes resembled that of a vulture. A pale blue eye with a film over it. Whatever it fell upon me, my blood ran cold. And so, by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man and thus rid myself of the eye forever. Now, this is the point. You fancy me mad. Madmen know nothing. But you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceeded, with what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimulation I went to work. I was never kinder to the old man during the whole week before I killed him. And every night, about midnight, I turned the latch of his door and opened it. Oh, so gently. And then, when I had made an opening sufficient for my head, I put in a dark lantern, all closed, closed, so that no light shone out. And then I thrust in my head. Oh, you would have laughed to see how cunningly I thrust it in. (laughs) I moved my head very, very slowly, so that I might not disturb the old man's sleep. It took me an hour to place my whole head within the opening so far that I could see him as he lay upon his bed. Ha! Would a madman have been so wise as this. And then, oh, so cautiously, cautiously, for the hinges creaked. I undid it just so much that a single thin ray of light fell upon the vulture eye. And this I did for just so much. I did for seven long nights. Every night, just at midnight. But I found the eye always closed. And so it was impossible to do the work. But for it was not the old man who vexed me, but his evil eye. And every morning when the day broke, I went boldly into the chamber and spoke courageously to him, calling him by name in a hearty tone and inquiring how he had passed the night. So you see, he would have been a very profound old man. to suspect that every night, just at twelve, I looked in upon him while he slept. Upon the eighth night, I was more than usually cautious in opening the door. A watch's minute hand moves more quickly than did mine. Never before that night had I felt the extent of my own powers, of my sagacity. I could scarcely contain my feelings of triumph. To think there I was, opening the door little by little, and he not even to dream of my secret deeds or thoughts. I fairly chuckled at the idea, and perhaps he heard me, for he moved on the bed suddenly as if startled. Now, you may think that I drew back, but no. His room was as black as pitch with a thick darkness, for the shutters were close-fastened, so there's fear of robbers. And so I knew that he could not see the opening of the door, and I kept pushing on it steadily, steadily i had my head in and was about to open the lantern when my thumb slipped upon the tin fastening and the old man sprang up in the bed crying out who's there i kept quite still and said nothing for a whole hour i did not move a muscle and in the meantime i did not hear him lie down he was still sitting up in the bed listening just as i have done night after night hearkening to the death watches in the wall Presently, I heard a slight groan, and I knew it was the groan of mortal terror. It was not a groan of pain or grief, oh no. It was low, stifled sound that arises from the bottom of the soul when overcharged with awe. I knew the sound well. Many a night, just at midnight, when all the world slept, it had welled up from my own bosom, deepening with its dreadful echo the terrors that distracted me. I say I knew it well. I knew what the old man felt. And I pitied him, although I chuckled at heart. I knew that he had been lying awake ever since the first slight noise. And when he had turned in the bed, his fears had been ever since growing upon him. He had been trying to fancy them causeless, but could not. He had been saying to himself, it is nothing but the wind in the chimney. It is only a mouse crossing the floor, or it is merely a cricket, which has made a single chirp. Yes, he has been trying to cover himself with these suppositions, but he had found all in vain. All in vain. Because death in approaching him had stalked with his black shadow before him and enveloped the victim. And it was the mounted, mournful influence of the unperceived shadow that caused him to feel, although he never saw nor heard, to feel the presence of my head within the room. When I had waited a long time, very patiently. Without hearing him lie down, I resolved to open a little, a very little crevice in the lantern. So I opened it and you cannot imagine how stealthily until at length a single dim ray, like the thread of a spider, shot out from the crevice and full upon the vulture eye. It was open, wide, wide open. And I grew furious, <sighs> for I had directed the ray as if by instinct, precisely upon the very spot. And now have I not told you that what you may mistake for madness is but over-acuteness of the senses? Now, I say, there came to my ears a low, dull, quick sound, such as a watchmaker when enveloped in cotton. I knew that sound well, too. It was the beating of the old man's heart. It increased my fury as the beating of a drum simulates the soldier into courage but even yet i refrained and kept still i scarcely breathed i held the lantern motionless i tried how steadily i could to maintain the, the ray upon the eye meantime the tattoo of my heart increased it grew quicker and quicker and louder and louder every instant The old man's terror must have been extreme. It grew louder, I say louder every moment. Do you mark me well? I've told you that I am nervous, so I am. And now, at the dead hour of the night, amid the dreadful silence of the old house, so strange a noise as this excited me to uncontrollable terror, yet, for some minutes longer, I refrained and stood still. But the beating grew louder. (laughs) Louder, I thought the heart must burst, and now a new anxiety seized me. The sound would be heard by a neighbor. The old man's hour had come. With a loud yell, I threw open the lantern and leaped into the room. He shrieked once, once only. In an instant, I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed upon him. I then smiled gayly, to find the deed so far done. But for many minutes, the heart beat on with a muffled, sound. This, however, did not vex me. I would not be heard through the wall. At length, it ceased. The old man was dead. I removed the bed and examined the corpse. Yes, he was stone, stone dead. I placed my hand upon the heart and held it there many minutes. There was no pulsation. He was stone dead. His eye would trouble me no more. We are going to take a quick Commercial break, and I will be back with the rest of the poem. Uh, these are from our sponsors, which is Will Law Firm and Big Springs Place.
1: Tired of being in the dark about local happenings and events?
2: Hey, why don't we go to that great fashion
3: show downtown this weekend? The
2: fashion show? You know, I have Twitter and Facebook, and I never know what's going on. How do you know all that
3: stuff? It's simple. I listen to The Grapevine.
1: Be in the know. Frank and Peggy Burgess will keep you informed about everything going on around Polk County and the surrounding area with special guests and much, much more. The Grapevine, every Tuesday morning from 10 to 11 a.m. on your hometown radio, a.m. 1340. The Big Double A.
0: When it comes time to find a place for your loved ones in a senior living or memory care community, Look no further than Big Springs Place on 131 Melissa Lane in Cedartown. From pet-friendly common areas, a variety of fun activities such as bingo, arts and crafts, live entertainment, and trips such as shopping or mountain and historical sightseeing, individual plans to meet the needs of each resident, and a home-like feel, not to mention that they're the first senior living portfolio to earn the well health and safety rating. Big Springs Place is an outstanding choice. Big Springs Place would like to give a special shout out to all of our residents listening to the Big Double A. This
3: is Patrick Wheel of Wheel Law Firm, your local personal injury attorney. I want to challenge you, Polk County. I challenge you to show dignity to a perfect stranger today. Some people dignify their neighbors by giving their money. Some dignify their neighbors by giving their time. I challenge you to dignify your neighbors by giving one simple and unselfish word of praise and encouragement it will mean the world to them incidentally it will change your world too this is patrick wheel of wheel law firm and that's my challenge to you
4: is there a wedding, birthday, or company event on your to-do list? Well, you're going to need some food, right? Perkles Daily is your catering headquarters right here in northwest Georgia. Call Brett today, and he'll give you the rates and availabilities for your events. You already know how good all the food at Perkles Daily is. So why not have Brett cater your next function? Oh, and they're open for lunch. Just a sample if you haven't been to Perkles Daily yet. Call today, 770-748-0038.
1: That's Perkles Daily at 306 Main street right here in cedartown perkles daily and catering now open on saturdays don't have time for laundry want more time with family visit ed's cleaners at 205 main street in downtown cedartown ed's cleaners is here to help make your laundry life easier helping you look your best and feel your best is what ed's does best ed's washes and folds or washes and hangs everyday wearables whether it's dry cleaning your delicate garments or laundering and pressing your daily wear ed's cleaners can save you both time and money giving you and your family more time together. Ed's offers next day services on your everyday garments. Shop with Ed's Cleaners during the month of October for great savings on your dry cleaning. Winter is just around the corner, And Ed's wants to help you get ready. Fall and winter coats and jackets are on sale. Get 10% off all fall and winter coats and jackets during our October sale. Save 15% on all quilts, blankets, bedspreads, and comforters. Save 10% on all other bedding during our October savings. October is a great month to get your favorite leather coat clean. During October, you'll save 15% on all leather garments, handbags, and wallets. Heads Cleaner, 770 3142 located at 205 Main Street in historic downtown Cedartown. Open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and close Sunday.
4: Here's a look at what's happening
1: around the community,
4: right here on the Big Double A.
1: Lindsay Chapel United Methodist Church at Lindsay Chapel Road in Cedartown is having a food pantry 24-7, give or get. You can donate non-perishable food or get what you need. It's Lindsay Chapel, United Methodist Church. Having a food pantry 24-7, give or get. Uh, Donate non-perishable food. Lindsay Chapel, United Methodist Church, 156 Lindsay Chapel Road in Cedartown.
4: Send your community announcements to info at wgaaradio.com or fax us at 770-748-4539.
0: Hello, and we are back with a telltale heart. All right, friends, let's get back to reading, and then we will get to analyzing, and then I will take some calls from you guys. So if you have anything that you want to say or any comments that you want to make, you can call us at 770-748-1340. Once again, that's 770-748-1340. All right, let's get back to reading. If you still think me mad, you will think, no, you'll think so no longer when I describe the wise precautions I took for the concealment of the body. That night waned, and I worked hastily, but in silence. First of all, I dismembered the corpse. I cut off the head and the arms and the legs. I then took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber and deposited all between the scantlings. I then replaced the boards so cleverly, so cunningly, that no human eye, not even his, could have detected anything wrong. There was nothing to wash out, no stain of any kind, no blood spot, whatever. I, I had been too wary for that. A tub had caught ha! <laughs> when I had made an end of these labors, it was four o'clock, still dark as midnight. As the bell sounded with the hour, there came a knocking at the street door. There entered three men who introduced themselves with perfect suavity as officers of the police a shriek had been heard by a neighbor during the night suspicion of foul play had been aroused information had been lodged at the police office and they the officers had been debuted to search the premises i smiled for what i lot a fear i bade the gentleman to search the premises i said the shrink had been my own in a dream i bade the gentleman welcome The old man I mentioned was absent in the country. I took my visitors all over the house. I bade them search, search well. I led them at length to his chamber. I showed them his treasures, secure, undisturbed. In the enthusiasm of my confidence, I brought chairs into the room and desired them here to rest from their fatigues. While I myself, in the wild audacity of my perfect triumph, placed my own seat upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpse of the victim. The officers were satisfied. My manner had convinced them. I was singularly at ease. They sat while I answered cheerily. They chatted familiar things, but ere long, I felt myself getting pale and wished them gone. My head ached, and I fancied a ringing in my ears, but they still sat and chatted. The ringing became more distinct. It continued and became more distinct. I talked more freely to get rid of the feeling but it continued and gained definitiveness until at length i found that the noise was not within my ears no doubt i now grew very pale but i talked more fluently and with a heightened voice yet the sound increased and what could i do it was a low dull quick sound much such as a sound as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton for breath and yet the officers heard it not. I talked more quickly, more vehemently, but the noise steadily increased. I arose and argued about trifles in a high key and with violent gesticulations, but the noise steadily increased. Why would they not be gone? I paced on the floor to and fro with heavy strides as if excited to fury the observation of the men, but the noise steadily increased. Oh God, what can I do? I phoned. I raved, I swore, I swung the chair upon which I had been sitting and I grated it upon the boards, but the noise arose over all and continually increased. It grew louder, 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 and still the men chatted pleasantly and smiled. Was it possible they heard not? Oh, no, 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 they heard. They suspected, they knew, but they were making a mockery of my horror. This I thought and this I think. But anything was better than this agony. Anything was more tolerable than this derision. I could bear those hypocritical smiles no longer. I felt that I must scream or die, and now, again, hark, louder, louder, louder. Villains, I shrieked, dissemble no more. I am at the deed, tear up the planks, here, here. It is the beating of his hideous heart. And that is all that I have for this poem. That is, um, that is the entirety of a telltale heart. Let's jump into um some uh, literary and psychoanalytical uh, criticism. Um, which, in short, um, literary criticism is essentially like what you did in English class. So we're going to dissect this poem, um. And psychoanalytical criticism is basically looking at the, um, like look, looking into the minds of these these characters and and what they were thinking at the time, um, and you know this this show is is more than just like a literary show. This, this show, my my intention, my my heart, the reason that I talked to Mister Frank and wanted to start this this show was because, um. I wanted to see literary. I want to see literary uh, literacy rates increase in Polk County. Um, I want to see kids reading. I want to see adults reading. I want to see it all, and I truly believe that all it takes is us. All it takes is us adults reading to to get the kids reading as well. So um, I'm going to take a short commercial break and then we're going to get straight into this this criticism um and then I'll, I'll take a few calls um as well because i would absolutely love to hear from you guys so let's have a, a very very quick commercial break and then i will see you guys in a second
4: wgaa Town news in a minute from gnn the georgia news network The state is still seeing strong turnout in the first week of early voting. The latest report from the Secretary of State's office shows nearly 520,000 in-person votes have been cast between Monday and Thursday. That far outpaces the total in the 2018 midterms through the same period. Senator Lindsey Graham is being told he will have to testify before a Fulton County Grand Jury. The Republican wanted the court to issue an emergency stay, but a judge's panel denied his request yesterday. The Grand Jury's investigation is focusing on former President Trump's alleged actions to try to overturn Georgia's election. It's possible Graham will appeal. And fans of the Wizarding World are flocking to Atlanta for a new experience. Harry Potter the Exhibition opens today downtown, marking just the second stop in North America. It features memorabilia, interactive experiences, costumes, and more in a 38,000-square-foot space. Tickets on sale now. I'm Matt McClure. This is GNN, the Georgia News Network.
2: Here at Total Wine & More, you'll love what you find this Halloween. Uh,
4: me thirsty.
2: Oh, hey, Frankenstein. Did you enjoy that Cabernet?
4: Oh, good. What want margarita.
2: Well, all the villagers are raving about this tequila.
4: Ooh. And
2: we have it at the lowest price.
4: Economical.
2: Find what you love, love what you find, with the totally lowest prices for Halloween. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B-21. Minneapolis holds
4: a special place in entrepreneur and designer Houston White's heart. It's where he got his start. So whether it's launching the Get Down Coffee Company or his new Houston White for Target collection, Houston takes immense pride in giving back and inspiring those around him. Now you can watch Houston discuss turning passions into reality and the importance of lifting the community up on Target's exciting content series,
1: Black Beyond. Now It's Penny Pinchers. Cost plus 10% on South College Street in Cedartown. Here's what's on the menu today at the deli.
2: Fried catfish fillet, salisbury steak with caramelized onion, barbecue chicken, barbecue pork chops, and fried chicken, and chicken tenders. We have coleslaw, potato salad, green potatoes, broccoli rice and cheese, pintos, green beans, corn on the cob, turnip greens, fried ochre. We have peach cobbler and banana pudding for dessert.
1: Check out the deli today at Penny Pinchers. cost plus 10% on South College Street in Cedartown. It's currently 48 degrees in Cedartown. Lots of sunshine this afternoon with our southwest breeze highs, upper 60s, mostly clear, not as cold tonight, low 40s. Then tomorrow, mostly sunny, upper 60s. Low 40s Saturday night. Sunday, sunshine, high, low 70s. Monday, sunshine, high, low 70s. Tuesday, partly sunny, 20% chance of showers high of 70. Georgia Chief Meteorologist John Weatherby in the Georgia 811 Weather Center. Contact 811 before you dig. The
4: Big Double A.
0: Welcome back, friends. Okay, so let's just go ahead and dive into this analysis because this is the part that I have really been looking forward to. Um, so my first note is that um, Edgar Allen's poem, The Telltale Heart, is. Um, it was actually published for the first time in um, January of 1843. Uh, this poem is often called a short got- gothic horror story which makes sense. (laughs) Um, And it was first published in the pioneer. Um, Now the Gothic literary movement arose in the 19th century at the same time as romanticism's popularity. Uh, This literary movement was a stark contrast to romanticism and it um, explored the human experience and condition through um, irrationality, madness, insanity, and um, supernatural horror, such as monsters vampires werewolves etc and um often features characters like our narrator who you know is um suffering from like obsessions anything like that um and this often you know can blur the lines of um fantasy and reality uh and it can also be seen as a challenge to the romantics view of reason due to the, the graphic violence and often free and often features pretty disturbing scenarios um now, the American Gothic literary movement uh, is often seen as an almost visceral reaction to the nightmare of um, of poverty, the political tension that was going on at the time, um, as well as the scary yet exciting brand spanking new American frontier, which um, was more often called the Wild West. Um, immigrants from the colonies viewed this region mostly as like an obstacle, not a destination. Um and they feared mostly the vast deserts and, and rugged mountain ranges. Because you have to remember, people really began moving out west by 1849 when the the people had a, had a gold rush in California. Um, and although people did fear the unknown of moving out west, there was also a widespread excitement. And many U.S. citizens had strong mentalities of hope and pride. So... Post-dark minded writings did not really appeal to many people at the time. Um, because you know, you, you have to keep in mind that the scientific progress and the idea of rationalism was expanding both industry and agricultural growth in the US. So this was this was a time of of exploring the unknown and and kind of, you know, um, acknowledging that there are things that that we have not discovered which i feel like is still going on today like you you've got to think about the james webb um telescope that's out in space right now except they were exploring the earth the 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 quote unquote unexplored regions of the earth which we all know they were inhabited right um but um you know we we wanted to expand the united states essentially um anyways so um Thus, Edgar Allan Poe's way of displaying the dreary, dark parts of humanity during this period of massive growth and change and expansion was really not what many people wish to hear. Um, It's like hearing that the cake's out at a birthday party. Nobody wants to hear there's no cake. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Um, But Poe's work was a case study, which a case study is just um, simply put is just an in-depth look um into our unnamed narrator's psychological behavior. And it's 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 a brief glimpse into our narrator's mind. Um now last night, um, I was blessed enough to be able to go to um one of my old English professors, um book releases. She's releasing a book and they had a poetry reading. It's an alumni, so I, I was able to kind of share one of my pieces, which um, I really enjoyed that and I had um, my husband was there, my parents were there, and then I had a sweet friend there as well and um, she's she's listening. Um, so are my parents and my husband and I, I want to give a shout out um, to them because they're awesome. Um, but anyways, it's just really important to kind of get into the author's psyche, um, to understand the author's mind and like why they wrote the things that they did. So Edgar Allan Poe himself suffered from recurrent depression, uh, a potential bipolar disorder, and substance abuse that led to his death. His personality was described to be reserved, idealistic, and adaptable. Due to this, he he enjoyed being alone or with small groups of people as a general rule, and, and he probably preferred to listen and contemplate while in discussions. Uh, He even got kicked out of the University of West Virginia due to gambling debt and was later kicked out of West Point for unknown reasons. We really don't know why. Um, Many of his relationships failed or fell out in a way because he misbehaved. Uh, And his work, once again, was was not very popular in his time. But this is interesting. He actually wrote really bad and ugly and mean things about his fellow writers. (laughs) So all, all around, he really wasn't that much of a popular guy. Um, now, I am going to take a quick um, five-second break and just remind you guys to please, um, please call. If you have anything that you would like to add, um, if you have any, th- any comments on this piece of literature, if you have anything that you would like to um, to say or any questions that you would like to ask, um, please call me. Uh, please call us at 770 748 1340. Once again, that's 770-748-1340. Um, I would love for this show to kind of be more of like an open discussion between friends rather than me just sitting here and like talking at you. Um, I mean, I, I I know it's a radio show, but still, you know, I, I would love to hear from you guys and, and hear what your opinions are. Um, so we're going to kind of skip a couple of these um, other notes that I made because I do want to have time to take callers and... Um, it's it's getting to be about time for another um, commercial break. Not right now. We have like five minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and kind of just jump. Uh, now, there was a historical event that did um, inspire this. So on April 6th, 1830, uh, there, uh, there was a wealthy shipmaster who was murdered. He was 82 years old, and his name was Captain Joseph White. Many Poe scholars do believe that Poe relied heavily on Webster's courtroom summary, and um, Webster was just the, the prosecutor. Um, Poe's fascination with death and murder was thoroughly nourished through his readings concerning actual brutal real-life crimes. Um, now, the Telltale Heart is what we call an economical poem, which essentially means that they make use of fewer words. Um, and this poem is often seen, you know, as a case study, but not just of the mind of the narrator, but is also... Um, of seen as a, a, a case study of the murder of Captain Joseph White. And even more so is a case study of the slow, gradual process of going insane. Um, because as the poem progresses, it, it, it becomes very obvious that even Poe sees the, the, the narrator to be mad, a paranoid person. Um, and we see that on page um, 199 in paragraph three. Let me find that. Um, yeah, now this is the point. You fancy me mad, mad me, and know nothing, but you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceeded, with what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimulation I went to work. Now, throughout the narrative, um, but the narrator does have trouble differentiating between love and hate. Uh he he can't show love correctly in this scenario. He loves the old man, but instead of being able to separate the old man from his eye, the eye becomes his obsession and it, it, it overcomes any love he felt. Now his feelings uh for the old man and his eye are thus separate in his mind. Um, which you you have to kind of understand that the the way he separates it is not the way that a normal person would separate it you know a normal person would say i love you but your eye kind of freaks me out but i'm gonna overlook it but for him it was more of just like this old man's eye is absolutely taking over and i can't handle it um so he, he's able to murder the old man while still maintaining that he loves him um the narrator, the narrator also separates the old man's heart from him and is hearing it in his mind. And this is also exemplified by the narrator hearing the old man's shrieks and comparing them to that of a bad dream. Um you you have to think about it. He's dissociating, or I guess, separating in his mind kind of um, the evil eye from its owner who he saw no evil in. And this is an even more intense um in the imagery of the vulture eye um which really all that means is you think about what a vulture symbolizes which in in culture and in in literature um it symbolizes danger bad luck and guilt um and vultures are scavenging frightful birds of prey right um and you, you have to think about how at first the narrator was good with what he did. It was like, whatever, you know, I did it good. But then near the end, he gets eaten up with guilt. Uh, and the beating heart, which eventually drives the narrator into a guilty mania over what he had done, symbolizes the guilt that the narrator feels, which his heart will tell the tale of evermore. All right, so we're going to have a quick commercial break, and I will come back and take some of your calls. So give us a call at seven seven zero seven four eight. 1340. I cannot wait to hear from some of you guys.
1: Weekdays from 1230 until 2 a.m. 1340, WGAA brings you the Gospel Show. Shall we gather- The Gospel Show, weekdays from 1230 until 2 and all day Sundays on AM 1340 WGAA.
0: When it comes time to find a place for your loved ones in a senior living or memory care community, look no further than Big Springs Place on 131 Melissa Lane in Cedartown. From pet-friendly common areas, a variety of fun activities such as bingo, arts and crafts, live entertainment, and trips such as shopping or mountain and historical sightseeing, individual plans to meet the needs of each resident, and a home-like feel, not to mention that they're the first senior living portfolio to earn the well health and safety rating. Big Springs Place is an outstanding choice. Big Springs Place would like to give a special shout out to all of our residents listening to the Big Double A. This
3: is Patrick Wheel of Wheel Law Firm, your local personal injury attorney. I want to challenge you, Polk County. I challenge you to show dignity to a perfect stranger today. Some people dignify their neighbors by giving their money. Some dignify their neighbors by giving their time. I challenge you to dignify your neighbors by giving one simple and unselfish word of praise and encouragement. It will mean the world to them. Incidentally, it will change your world too. This is Patrick Wheel of Wheel Law Firm, and that's my challenge to you. Loading the kids in the car, brokering peace in the backseat, mastering the snack handoff without even looking. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple, so you can worry about more important things, like figuring out what's growing in that cup holder. That's simple human sense. Come see Burgess
1: Insurance Services at 114 South Philpott Street in Cedartown, 770-748-4165. Don't have time for laundry? Want more time with family? Visit Ed's Cleaners at 205 Main Street in downtown Cedartown. Ed's Cleaners is here to help make your laundry life easier. Helping you look your best and feel your best is what Ed's does best. Ed's can even tailor your garments for a better fit. Call 770-748-3142 to schedule a fitting today. Our professional alteration staff can hem that skirt that's too long or take up a waistline. Ed's can taper your blouse, shirt, or jacket to fit you. Ed's alterations department can mend the rip, replace the broken or missing button, and is happy to add your favorite patch to your jacket or hat. Shop with Ed's cleaners during the month of October for great savings on your dry cleaning. Fall and winter coats and jackets are on sale. Get 10% off all fall and winter coats and jackets during our October sale. Save 15% on all quilts, blankets, bedspreads, and comforters. Save 10% on all other bedding during our October savings. During October, you'll save 15% on all other garments, handbags, and wallets. Heads Cleaner, 770 3142 Located at 205 Main Street in Historic, Downtown Cedartown. Open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and close Sunday.
4: Here's a look at what's happening around the community
1: right here on the Big Double A. Grieving? Know someone who is. When you are grieving a loved one's death, the holiday season can be especially painful. Our Surviving the Holiday Seminar helps participants discover how to deal with emotions, what to do about traditions, offers helpful tips for surviving social events, and how to find hope for the future. Please join us for this encouraging seminar to be held at Kresge United Methodist Church at 15 Booker Hall Road Cedar Cedartown on Sunday, November the 6th from 2 until 4 p.m. For more information, visit griefshare.org slash holidays or call Linda Stanton, 770-468-5957.
4: Send your community announcements to info at wgaaradio.com or fax us at 770-748-4539. Music you grew up with. 106.1 and AM 1340, the Big Double A.
0: Hello, friends, and welcome back. I see that we have a few calls, um, so I'm very excited for that. Um, first, I just want to say a very, very big, huge special thank you to our sponsors for this this show, um, Wheel Law and Big Springs Place. You guys are seriously the best. Um, you've heard the ads. You know the people. They're very present in our community, and these are two very amazing businesses, um, so I, I definitely... Um, Check them out. So let's go ahead and take these calls that I have on the line. Um, hello, you are live on the Big Double A. Hey, um, I've been listening to
2: the show, and yes. it is amazing. Thank you. Yes. So I wanted to ask about the way um, the speaker, yes, of the of the poem um, directs the poem to the reader. Mm-hmm. Um, I often come across this in Gothic literature or literature that's adjacent to Gothic literature, um, like Jane Eyre um, by Charlotte Bronte. Uh, the narrator, Jane Eyre, often speaks to um, the reader. She will say, um, no, reader, and then continue her phrase. Um, I notice that in A Telltale Heart, the speaker directly um, calls out the audience, the reader, by saying, you, and then assumes how the audience um, will see him. Um, What do you think that implies about the piece itself, that kind of conversationality?
0: Um, Okay, personally, um, I kind of think, um, first of all, thank you so much for calling. Of course. (laughs) personally um think that th- this is probably um i mean i i know they do it in other pieces but um just from from reading some pieces of pose um almost feels like um he's sort of doing it almost in a way that makes it feel like he's kind of talking to himself like he's just very mm-hmm. manic and, and and frantic and trying to convince you that he is not crazy
2: mm-hmm. and so who do you think would be the ideal reader for for this um, speaker, but also for Edgar Allan Poe.
0: I think anybody who is um, who is really willing to um, to look deeper into these pieces, mm-hmm. because at, at first glance, you know, I mean, they're they're good, but. It's it's really when you start looking deeper and analyzing and actually putting the puzzle pieces together um, that you really see, like, the full picture. And it's, it's honestly really, really cool the way that his stories develop if you really look deeper. Nice. Well, thank you so much for answering my questions. Of course. And thank you for calling. I appreciate it yes wonderful show <laughs> oh, thank you i really appreciate it thank you hannah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, hannah thank you so much for calling in i really enjoyed answering your questions and talking to you um it is now ten fifty three. so um this is a this is a last call for anybody else who would like to call in or ask a question or um or give some insights. Um feel free to give us a call at 770-748-1340. And um in the meantime, um while we're waiting, um I'm going to kind of um you know we we have we 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 have a few minutes left here on the show. Um and I just want to give a really quick thank you um not only to our sponsors but to all of you listening. Um I know this is kind of a new program, and it's right after the trading post. So, um, you know, I I know that this is a new thing, um, but we're really excited about it because um, I really hope to see it benefit the community in the future. I, it's not always going to be scary, murderous poems. It's it, it's it's th- this is just because it's spooky season. You know, I kind of want to get spooky, um, and we're we're gonna have like I said, we're gonna have my mom on to talk about. Pope, uh, so- Soap Sally and some Cedar Town legends. So, um, and my, my dad's going to be on, and I'm going to have my friend Hannah on. I'm going to have some old professors on from shorter. Um, just a lot of of different people because um, I want to bring back, you know, the the mindset that reading is cool, that books are cool, that that it's that it's important because I feel like we've lost that. Um, and like as as a child, you know, I I had parents who read often, you know, and who read to me often and well. And that is something that I treasure so much. And um, because of that, um, I've always associated books with comfort. And um, I'm fortunate enough to have a library in my house, and that's just really comforting. But we have another caller on the line, so let's go ahead and take this. Hello, you are live on the Big Double A
2: Hi, Anna. This is your neighbor Jane Thompson. I just want to let you know I enjoyed listening to you read Edgar Allan Poe's "The Tell-Tale Heart." You did a tremendous job, Anna. You certainly did. I felt like I could hear it and see it and visualize it just as you were reading. So you did great. Thank Appreciate you so you doing much. It thank you, you are certainly welcome you are very welcome so good luck with your show and uh sorry we won't be here every week to be able to hear you but when we are here i hope to listen in so good luck with everything
0: yes ma'am thank you and thank you so much for calling i really appreciate
2: it you're certainly welcome Anna. all
0: right bye-bye bye-bye well it is always a pleasure hearing from you guys um like i said i'm i'm so grateful um to be doing this. It is now 10:56. Um, so if there's anybody else who would like to call and um leave a leave a note, ask a question, make a comment, now is the time to do so. That number again is 770-748-1340. Um and I'm I'm just so overwhelmingly grateful that I get to do this, that that I that I get to be live on WGAA for an hour every day, I mean every Friday. It's truly something that was a childhood dream of mine, it, especially the whole reading. And like I said, I I, I associate books with comfort. I, I call my books my friends. <laughs> um, my husband can attest to that. But, um, you know, I, I read, I, I, I have a dog, her name's Skylar, and I read to her. Um, we're a big, you know, just, we we do that. Um, and it is just a pleasure, you know, to, to not only have books to read but to have been raised in a household that read and i really want to bring that back i want i want polk county to be one of the most literate counties not just in georgia but in the u.s um and i think that it starts with us as adults it 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 starts with us um so that's part of that's a big part of why i started this um and of, of why Mr. Frank agreed uh to let me do this here. Um, because of 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 how much um and how, how passionate I am about this and and how I, I truly both my parents are educators. My my Paw was an educator. I have other educators in my family. I'm very passionate about reading. Um my in laws are edu- I mean i have a lot of educators in my family um i'm not an educator i have friends that are educators though but um i think um that this radio show is a really good really really good opportunity for us adults to get together and read or talk about analyze literature so um it is now 10:58. um so it's it's about time um for this to end, but I just want to thank all of you for listening to the big double A. And I want to thank all of you for being here for our very first book club episode. This has been so much fun and I really am looking forward to doing it next week. And with our first special guest, I'm, I'm so pumped about it and I hope you guys are too. I mean, this really is a huge, huge blessing and a huge deal. Um, So once again, I want to thank Mr. Frank. I want to thank every, I I, want to thank all of the, all the listeners out there who are listening to this program. Um, I want to thank Andrew. I want to thank Miss Gail. I want to thank everybody because this is really something that, that I feel like our community really needs. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, Wheel Law, Big Springs Place, um, for everything that, that they've done. And, um, you, you have been listening
3: to the Big A Book Club, and I will see you guys next week. Bye, friends.